The DiMaggio Trials contains themes of drug use, mental illness, and medicinal malpractice. Take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Alright, let me introduce myself. My name is Michael Parsley, only child and sole inheritor of the Parsley fortune. <laughs> As if. This was just the name the doctor had written on the vial. I recognized some of the names, but not all of them. I did know Michael Parsley. How could I not? I remember him quite vividly with his overly gelled hair and his big suit. 
He was probably my age or a little older. He was also pretty attractive. And I'm only saying that because no one is actually going to listen to this. But this dude, I mean, do you hear me? I feel, I feel like I can breathe so much easier. I don't know how the physics behind my voice changes, but I think parts of my body have literally, like, shifted, morphed. I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but this voice feels different. My chest feels bigger, as if there is more room in my lungs. Okay, Michael Parsley, real rich kid. He was very interested in the project. I think one of the doctors was his parent or something, or maybe his parents were just sponsors, who for some reason gave a lot of money for their kid to be a part of a very risky science procedure. Rich people are weird. Michael stayed away from me for the most part. I remember that he was there during a big conference meeting. Everyone there was in fancy suits and dresses. I couldn't tell who was a doctor and who was a sponsor. Dr. Sparrow was leading the presentation. Me and a few others got front row seats. Front row didn't really mean anything, though, because no one talked to me. Dr. Sparrow didn't even mention my name. She just referred to me as the primary volunteer. I understand why. This was all very new and clinical. Nothing personal. So, Dr. Sparrow did her presentation. She went over the plan, what they'd expect from it, and how it could profit the people. It felt like a your investment will be worth it type deal. Dr. Sparrow seemed very relaxed. She always had a level head and was charming. I was more nervous than she was and I wasn't even on the stage. I should have paid more attention during that conference. During the question portion, Michael Parsley stood up, him in his big suit, it was navy blue with a salmon pink tie. He carried a notepad. He looked like he was trying very hard to be official. He rose and introduced himself. And let me see. What did he say? Good morning. I am Michael Parsley of Parsley Tech and Innovators. I am here on behalf of my father. Yeah, he really was a rich little shithead. He wanted to know what would decide whose DNA would be used. Dr. Sparrow answered. Whoever is most physically fit and financially capable. Michael smiled and sat down. That had answered a few of their questions. All these people were so eager to donate a piece of themselves for someone else to copy. I couldn't imagine glorifying a part of yourself so much you wanted to see it on someone else. It's like if someone wanted everyone else to have um, brown hair. So I was like, well, I have the best brown hair, so copy mine. Shit. Sorry, it's my landline. I can't answer it, obviously. Hey, Dimaggio! It's Amber. I know it's your day off, but Dennis just quit. Yeah. It's been a long time coming, and I'm not surprised either. Still, we need to rework the schedule, so if you can give me a call sometime today or tomorrow, please do. I know that you like to stick to burgers, but since we're so short-staffed now, Stephanie says two of us might have to switch working on and off on the quesadilla station. Woohoo! Anyway, call me back when you can. Don't get too crazy this weekend. That was Amber, obviously. I hope she won't be offended if I don't call back anytime soon. I've only had this voice for half a day. Back to Michael Parsley. His parents must have been one of those big spenders. Because he was pretty upset when his voice didn't end up being the one they used for the official test. He was at the hospital while I was admitted. This was after they had given me the surgery for the implant. I was just getting to my feet and was waiting for the injections. This was before everything got painful and scary. I think I was taking a walk. 
I was walking about with a freshly shaved head, pushing around an IV, and Michael Parsley nearly collides with me. He looked worn out, like he had been pacing. He had that in-sync haircut, those dyed blonde tips. I don't know what they're called. Iced? Frosted? Anyway, he didn't say anything notable to me. He just kind of looked at me, like he was scared of me. I guess I did look pretty fucked up. But when I opened my mouth to speak to him, say hey or something, he cut me off. He said don't talk, then he left. Actually, maybe he thought that they did use his voice. Maybe he thought that I had it when he ran into me. I guess, I guess that would make more sense. It's taking away something so personal, something important. Having a good voice can mean a lot. It can do a lot. I would imagine. Shit, again? Hey, DiMaggio. Sorry for clogging your voicemail. I'm sure you're out partying or clubbing, playing Super Mario, whatever it is you do. So, just a scoop. Dennis quit because he wanted to go see The Ring in theaters with his new girlfriend, and he couldn't get his shift covered. Yeah, I know, it doesn't sound very good, but anyway, that's it. He's, like, way too obsessed with her, and I know he was looking at other jobs, but it's so stupid to quit over a dumb movie. Also, Marie and I are going out next Friday, and I know you work, but there's gonna be some people there that you might like. We're gonna go to a haunted house if you want to join. I know it's not your thing, but I thought that I'd ask anyway. Okay, I'll leave you alone. Bye. I like Amber's voice. It's full of life and, well, clear. My voice tastes like cloth. I'm just not good at talking. But then again, I didn't say my first word until I was two and a half years old. My mom apparently was never worried about it. She told me she knew that I was taking my time. And when I did start talking, it was babbles in what could have been a different language. No one could really understand me until I got into speech therapy at four years old. I kept going up until high school when I just stopped going. I gave up. I mean, after nearly an entire life of someone telling you that you sound wrong, it starts to get to you. The speech therapist told my mom that it may have been linked to my anxiety. But like, talking has been a problem since I was two years old. What anxiety did I have as a two-year-old? I bet Michael Parsley didn't have anxiety as a baby. Really, of all the people in the world... World? Shit. World? Damn. I've been doing good so far. Let me walk through this. Now the R followed by the L is hard, so bear with me. Okay, let me introduce myself. I'm Michael Parsley. I'm attractive, I'm rich. Although I don't care enough to get a tailor, I was probably wearing my dad's suit, trying to look better. I have blonde hair and surfer dude tan skin, and I walk around as if people know who I am. I probably have a girlfriend, probably have a nice ride, a butler, go to private school, the whole nine. I am Michael Parsley. And I have no problem saying the word world. World. Hell yeah. That would have gotten me a gold star in the second grade. Alright. Well, I'm done recording for today. I'll probably still have this voice tomorrow, so I'll do some more then. Until then, don't judge me too hard. Come on. Just think about it. If you had the chance to change that one thing you truly hate about yourself, to live without it for even just a few days, I mean, wouldn't you try anything to experience that? <laughs>